Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. We have a bonus episode today. We're going to be talking about Dale and Allie today and patriarchal purity spirals, to steal a term that my friend Scott Tungay says. We're going to talk about all of this, the controversy about can women teach theology at all. We're not talking about just doctrinal preaching or teaching at a women's event like Jen Wilkin or Beth Moore, but what about teaching theology at all? Let's go and pray and ask for the Lord's help, and hopefully we can bring some clarity to this. And I'll just say on the front end, it really is okay, it really is okay to disagree on some of these things. I disagree with some of my dear friends, dear friends that I've learned from and I respect and I'm going to continue to learn from and continue to respect on these particular issues. One of the things that I think is critical is to understand when you're on the same team. Understand when you are in 95% agreement and recognize if you say I disagree on something, that's not the end of the world. We don't have to purity spiral here to where we point, you know, put people on the outside or something like that of those that are really in, those that really get it, those who really believe the Bible, those who really believe in the authority of scriptures and all of life. So let's go and pray and ask the Lord's help and then we'll talk. Father, we just thank you for this time. I want to honor you. I want to help people. It's always what I want to do. I want to honor you and help people. And I pray to that end that you would work. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Now, you guys are listeners of this show and I know who you follow, who you watch, and most likely you know about the controversy that I'm talking about and addressing here this afternoon. I'm talking about the back and forth between Dale Partridge and Ali Stuckey. There's been there have been one podcast after another and it's been back and forth. And <clears throat> I want to say out the gate that what we're talking about here today, I believe, is something entirely different from Jen Wilkin and uh, what Beth Moore does. Now, when I first started hearing and thinking about women teaching doctrine question, and I even said something about this in a talk that I did on Titus 2 that was released on the Fruitful and Fearless uh, stream a couple months back because I did a two-part series, spoke to the men, spoke to the women at a conference, and I talked about how Titus 2 is not a command to teach doctrine. And as I think through that, I stand by what I was saying in that because in my mind, I was thinking about Jen Wilkin and I was thinking about Beth Moore, where there is a functional woman's pastor to a church where in a local church, the ladies begin to attach themselves to this kind of uh, figurehead female preacher, you know, quote unquote preacher or teacher to the ladies where they become some sort of authority figure. And I'm going to just set that conversation to the side. That's not helpful. It's not biblical. And what it can end up happening clearly is that the ladies end up thinking that this woman that is teaching them from the Bible regularly is their pastor, is their authority. They're the one that really gets me because she's a woman and she loves the Lord and loves God's word and all of this. So I don't think that's helpful. I'm not talking about that. I don't think that's wise really across the board. That's just not a helpful situation when there's a lady set up in a local church like like that. So categorically, let's move that to the side and uh, in agreement that that's not healthy. Now, what about the question of teaching theology at all, like in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Okay, let's work through it. Titus chapter 2 speaks of domestic work, domestic arts, and it speaks of familial love. Let me just read this to you right, right from Titus chapter 2. So train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Now, this is what the older women 
are commanded to do. It starts in verse 3. I started in verse 4. It says, Older women are likewise to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, slanderers or slaves to too much wine. They're to teach what is good. And then the content of what is good, then, is love of household, being self-controlled, pure, working at home, all of these things about domestic and family love, but even kind, submissive to their own husbands. This would be in the category of applied theology, just practical theology lived out in the life of a woman. Now, gender-specific commands, as I've been working through this in the last few weeks about masculine sins and feminine sins, gender-specific commands reveal gender-specific sin propensities. But let me just ask you a question real quick about this particular Titus 2 passage. If you're going to love your husband and love your children as being taught by the older women to do, if you're going to apply theology, what we are presupposing is that you know that theology. And we're going to be presupposing that to properly teach application of theology, that these ladies are going to have to be required to teach the younger women how to be kind. Now, do we teach how to be kind from a morally neutral standpoint? Or do we have to say, here's what the Word of God says, here's how we apply this in real life? You have to have these questions about theology. I mean, this is this scriptural teaching to be able to apply Things like kindness in the home or working from home, it requires theological rigor. It requires theological training. It requires older women coming alongside younger women and teaching them things from the scriptures. When it comes to loving a husband and a child, where where does love come from? When we think about love applied in the life of the believer, we have gospel questions. Where does unconditional love come from? Where does my duty and responsibility as a man or a woman come from? Is it earned by the party that I'm commanded to love or care for? Is it earned? Is that respect earned by the husband? Or is it applied by the wife because it's commanded by God and she's to do that out of gratitude for God's grace to her? You see, all all of these things are connected. This, This is doctrinal. This is theological. It's deeply theological. So, the question then, that, that has to move from discipleship. So in discipleship, if you're going to disciple an older lady to, to a younger lady, she's going to have to use the scriptures. Now, that woman that's discipling the younger woman is not the authority in the home or the church. Okay, This is uh, something that the lady is still going to have to bring to her husband. If there's something this older woman is teaching as she's teaching the younger woman uh, about kindness or teaching this younger woman about submission or loving the husband and children or being kind or working from, working from home or being self-controlled that's out of step with the scripture... Well, then that woman who's being discipled, the younger lady, has to have the wisdom to go to her husband and say, hey, I'm being taught this by this older woman. Is this right or not? And if the husband's like, I don't know, let's bring the elders in, then you can go and bring the elders in. But there's still clear authority here. This isn't uh, a situation where there's this renegade woman going out and teaching from all, you know, uh, the older lady perspective to all the younger ladies false doctrine here. There's still checks and balances here. So she, she's not just this free agent that's going about doing Beth more work on a, on a small scale. Okay, so she is to do this and teach this to the younger woman, teach theological truth to her so that this young lady can apply this theology in real life right in front of her day in and day out. And after all, Doug Wilson talks about theology coming out of your, of your fingertips. This is all of, all of God's word for all of life. God's word is applicable and authoritative everywhere. Okay, now let's move from, let's, so just to, to answer the question, is it ever appropriate for women to teach doctrine or theology? I think it, it is required from Titus 2. Absolutely required. What's not required is women's ministry with the women, women's pastor. But what is required is the older woman to be able to apply the scriptures, theological truth, and teach those to the younger ladies. Now, let's move to the question of books, authors, podcasting, journalists, that sort of thing. Women pastors, I mean, excuse me, women authors writing books, okay? Uh, 
putting together a podcast and putting it out there on platform of, of whatever topic or, or conversation, theological, political, any of that realm, uh, journalism, those sorts of things. So the, the question first has to be asked about that particular person. Is their priority the home? And if we don't have firsthand knowledge about that, then what we want to do is think the best about our, our brothers and sisters and sisters in particular and say, well, I, I don't know for sure, but I know that the ladies that were to take care of at our church, that the, what they hear from me all the time is primary, secondary. So any podcaster out there that's a lady that's doing podcast, you know, with my wife, if our home was being neglected, I would say, honey, it's not the wisest time to do fruitful and fearless right now, but she makes our home the priority that that's clear. And she makes her, her marriage a priority. And if that's the case with other podcasters, journalists, whoever, any kind of work, the, the good standard of work outside of the home is always primary, secondary is your household taken care of. Now, with Ali Beth Stuckey in particular, let me just, so you, you don't accuse me of, hey, you're just a white knight trying to defend <laughs> Ali Stuckey here. Because in the purity spiral thing, this is what happens. If you push back on the, the patriarchal shifts and, and directions and trajectory, what ends up happening in this purity spiral is you get out, you, if you get outside of that, you kind of get in the position where like, you know, Doug Wilson's out and, you know, the partridges of the world, they've got this sole definition of, of what, being a biblical patriarch is or something like that. And I don't think that's the case, nor do I think that's healthy. Now, like I said, there's room and spectrum here for, for being faithful when it comes to applied theology, when it comes to engendered commands and or gendered piety. There's room for differences here. We don't have to you know freak out if we don't agree on everything. It's all right. Okay. With Ali Stuckey. I agree with 95% of the things that Ali Stuckey says. I've listened to probably 10 or 15 total episodes from her. I've enjoyed what I've heard, disagreed with some things. I get that. For instance, she just recently said in this episode, responding to Dale Partridge without naming him, she said that she could preach a sermon just as good as anybody else. And one thing that I want to make clear is when it comes to just understanding a passage and explaining a passage, that may be true when it comes to a discipleship setting or something like that. But when we're talking about the proclamation of the word, there's something uniquely, uh, there's something unique that's happening that that makes it to where there's not a single woman that can, that even has the ability. Women have the ability to construct a sermon, construct a talk, and everything. Women do not have the ability, not a single one who's ever lived, they do not have the ability to preach a sermon as it ought to be preached. Here's what I mean. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and the dead, by his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience in the teaching. The required here in, in Titus chapter 2, or Titus chapter 3, one of the things that we're told is that uh, uh, Titus is to declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. And this is what I'm talking about in the area of authority. No woman, there's not a single woman that has the ability to reprove and rebuke with all authority. It would be totally and wildly inappropriate for her to come up or, and stand at a pulpit. There, a lady does not have the ability to speak to men in that way. And men don't receive this kind of rebuke or this kind of authority from any woman who's ever lived. Good men don't, anyways. And so th I, I disagree with that. So there's a disagreement. So I'm not saying that I agree with everything that Ali Stuckey says, but I agree with 95% of the things that, that she says. And when it comes to Dale Partridge, I agree with 95% of the things that he says. He says some really good things. I'm really thankful that he's really pushed post-millennialism since he's become post-millennial in the last year. Some of these positions he's been very new to. He's only been reformed in his understanding of soteriology, and he's not been confessional very long. Very new for him. So he's still very new in his faith when it comes to the particulars of his faith. 
and I agree with a, a much of what he says as well. So, however, I, I don't think Allie Stuckey is doing something that's inappropriate in the area of authority. She's not requiring wives or women anywhere to listen. I think we have to expect our ladies have the wisdom enough to hear an Ali Stuckey, and then if there's something she says that's unbiblical, to go to her husband and say, hey, I heard Ali say this, or fill in the blank, whoever it may be. You know, the, you know, my wife doing a Fruitful and Fearless, or any ladies, the What Have You podcast, or Nancy Wilson, or the Sheologians. I mean, the Sheologians are talking theology all the time. Any of the ladies out there that are saying women should only teach Titus 2 stuff, well, you are teaching women that other women shouldn't be teaching Titus 2. I mean, you're, you're, you're taking the position of authority or teacher even by doing that. It, it, it's almost an untenable position to say women should never teach theology. Uh, the conclusion you have to come to is that women should not write books. They should not be on Instagram. They should not be on Twitter. They shouldn't be doing any of that kind of thing. So I think when it comes to people like Allie, for instance, she is in the public square unashamedly. And this, she, as an umbrella complementarian here, I'm not complementarian in the same way I, that I used to be. I'm, I'm patriarchal. But the, the kind of complementarian that I appreciate and respect is the kind, like an Owen Strand that I don't agree with on everything either, who's unapologetic. And here is Allie Stuckey telling women to submit to her husband. And she's telling this to women like, millions of people. I don't know how big her following is or anything like that. But th this is a win when there's an unapologetic Christian sister who is telling wives to be submissive to their husbands and ladies to be submissive to their elders. That is that's a praise the Lord, hallelujah kind of thing. And unashamedly. And here's what I'll say. We, we have had such weak-kneed, limp-wristed people everywhere, men and women, terrified of the truth. And praise God, I am thankful for ladies like her, and this is just representative of this, that aren't ashamed of the scriptures in the public square. If we say she's doing something wrong, then I also think we have to say that Megan Basham, you know, the sheologians, as already stated, all the Moscow ladies, any woman that's writing a book, Elizabeth Elliot, like these things, you know, you go down the list, okay, this is teaching theology and people have to voluntarily come to them. These ladies aren't saying, I'm an authority, come to me, listen, and then go correct your husband. If, if that was happening, that would be deeply problematic. Now, here, here's where we get to, because right now some of you are thinking, I know my audience, I know my listeners here, and some of you are thinking like, oh, come on, dude, this is weak sauce. All right, here's the deal. My friend Scott Tungay is always talking about purity spirals. I don't know if he in invented that or not, but what, what's happening right now in the patriarchal world, and we see this also with political theory and the, the just the public square in general, so the, the winsome crowd and then, no, we're not winsome, we believe the truth, we're bold in the public square kind of thing. What's happening is purity spirals, where there's the in-crew and the out-crew, and there's those that really believe in the authority of scriptures, and then there's those that only sort of believe in the, in the authority of the scriptures. And just as a caution, I've been in ministry now for, you know, I, listen, I'm not an authority in your life, all right? But just as a word of, just as humbly as I can say it, just caution to anybody that would listen, we have to understand that we are the body of Christ. Like The, the body of Christ is messed up. The, the same sort of doctrinal issues that separate Baptists and Presbyterians and Charismatics and non-Charismatics and those sorts of things. Friends, we, we, we have brothers and sisters in Christ broadly in denominations that we would never want to be a part of, that we would be absolutely embarrassed or ashamed to be a part of. And yet, they're brothers and sisters in Christ. And one of the things that I want to avoid is what Big Eva does regularly. In fact, there's, there's people in Big Eva that are brothers and sisters in Christ that we're going to be in you know eternity with. And they're in error big time. But I don't ever when to get to the place where I sit on, you know, where I 
think I'm superior because of my position. And I see this. So it goes like this. All right. The purity, patriarchal purity, purity, purity spire. So are you in with physical head coverings or not? The question isn't head coverings. You have to believe in head coverings. Here's the purity spiral. Does it have to be cloth or can it be hair? And some of you, the, the contention both ways of the answer to that is, well, no, it was femi- fip. I mean, absolutely, 100%, feminism destroyed 1,900 years of church history. Okay, there's that crowd. Okay, I respect that. And, uh, and yet there's godly men that don't hold that position, that are not scared of culture. They have hardline positions on any given topics, and they don't care what people think. And they think that feminine hair qualifies. Now, in or out, you know, are you really believe the word or you really not believe the word? Okay. Um, on this area of can women teach theology? It really is okay if we have differences of opinion here. And uh, it just is okay. It's okay if you see baptism one, day, one way and you see baptism another way. It's okay if you see the, the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in one way and you see the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in the other way. It's okay if you're not post-millennial and you're pre-millennial. On, in our church, we have a pre-millennial elder candidate. Praise the Lord. Okay, so there is a post-millennial purity spiral as well. That if you're not post-mill, then you are, I'm telling you, you're just a loser who wants everything to burn down in front of you and you're expecting it. And so I'm, I'm just wanting to give some sort of uh, gentle <laughs> uh, encouragement to not purity spiral, spiral to the point that you're like, I'm post-mill, I believe in patriarchy, and I'm a theonomist, and, which I am. Uh, and if you're not a theonomist, you're completely retarded. <laughs> kind of thing. So hopefully you get what I'm saying. All right. The correction to feminism isn't, the course correct to feminism, isn't going to another ditch where there's new laws created, new prohibitions. Every man should want to know every commission, prohibition, and limitation that God has for him and be joyful about it. Every woman should want to know every commission, prohibition, and limitation that God has given her, and she should be just, God, thank you. She should be praising God for that. But as a man, I don't want any prohibition that God has not given me to be laid upon me. Hey, you can't ever drink. Okay, where's that say in the scriptures? Or to the lady, hey, you can't ever teach theology. Okay, where's that in the scriptures? So I think it's good and healthy for us to want to be in the middle of the road, to be faithful. Let's let's see feminism destroyed. Let's see weak men built up. Let's see godly men and godly women walking in their lane as God has prescribed. But let's not go to the point like Dale Partridge has gone, I think, to where he says that Ali Stuckey is way out of line by doing what she's doing. Hey, if you guys disagree, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Hopefully this has been helpful. Wanted to be encouraging to you and hopefully bring some clarity. Please leave a rating or review and please like this, share this, and uh, you know subscribe if you've not done any of that. And I would really appreciate it. Okay, guys, I hope you have a great rest of your day.